Attention, please. This is Yap Chicago, Edgar Perez, alongside Lee's. Yo, <laughs> I feel like you're always super delayed when we uh, we introduce you, even in person. Even in person. First, we we had the excuse of the of the lag from over the video, and uh, but no, even I'm now try- I'm just trying to keep the people waiting. You know, <laughs> oh, they're in, they're in anticipation yep. of waiting for for this the dulcet tones, this buttery of, voice, the buttery voice of Lee's. We actually got compliments on our voices. People actually... That's true. That last voicemail. Yeah. From Nancy was the name? Yeah, Nancy. Big fan of the, the voices out, coming Nancy. out of the Yep Chicago. It's a late record for us today. Uh, for being honest, it's what? 11 It's PM? about to be 11. Jeez, we had to wait for the end of this Baylor-Gonzaga game. And... Um, Gonzaga's it, dead. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they started out the game pretty slow. Made a run there before halftime, cut to the cut the deficit of ten, and then Baylor comes out in the second half, hits two quick threes, and just they just they just never looked back. They uh, pulled away late, kind of never really let them get back into the game. Yeah, from what I was watching, it really just looked like they were putting a lot more pressure and actually giving a hundred percent effort during the game. Gonzaga felt like a step slow. Yeah, it felt like they were waiting for stuff to get open instead of actually pressing the issue and whatnot mm-hmm. and baylor just took it to them like they were a football team in high school or something <laughs> they watched friday night lights and they were like fuck it let's go they were just playing bully ball out there man but they were i mean there was a wide body ass motherfucker that was getting rebounds over people that were like five inches taller than him and shit yeah baylor comes out with the victory 86 to 70 over gonzaga to win the ncaa men's tournament and uh concluding the yap chicago bracket challenge also the much awaited so big congrats to Pat Riley, Patrick, my guy from work. He uh, he was the only guy that had Baylor. Everyone else was on the Gonzaga train. My dumbass had the line eye after that Big Ten tourney. I was I was riding the hype train. Same. At <laughs> <laughs> Illinois over Gonzaga, I was like, "This is the year." <laughs> uh, which goes to shows that you know we don't know shit about college basketball, we don't know about anything really. We're just. True. You give us a tournament, you give us a line, and we all of a sudden think we can pick it. But he takes the number one spot after uh, after that Baylor win. In second place, collusion is my wife. <laughs> is my wife Andrea? She, uh, yeah. If, if Gonzaga would have won, we would we would have taken first, but um, that didn't happen. So she gets second place, and in third place, Gam. Shout out my boy Gam. Pat first, Andrea second, Gam third. Patrick gets first pick in our prize pool here, which we said in a past episode that we have the Zany's gift card, the Benny's gift card, and the entire collection of coffee from Tribe Coffee Co. But now we actually have numbers behind it. So we're going to be going with a $100 gift card to Zany's, a $100 gift card to Benny's. So, Pat, you're going to have your pick from those three prizes. Andrea, you're going to have your pick of the remaining two. And then, Gam, you're going to take home the remaining prize. Just out of curiosity, do you have the bracket challenge standings up? Yeah. Who came in last? Uh, of the people that actually submitted brackets? Yes. Fernie. Fernie? Yeah. He. Well, I, it looks like he only picked like one side of the bracket and just left it. 
Okay, so I'm going to actually buy Fernie a bottle of Montezuma as well. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to be there, and I'm going to make sure he finishes it all in one sitting. Oh, shit. <laughs> so congratulations, I guess, Fernie, man. Fernie, you're taking <laughs> home a bottle of Montezuma. No, but, I mean, the good thing is that there was a winner, and we actually knew the winner, so it's pretty cool that our, our friends get to enjoy it. And we got our stimmy check recently, so, you know, we get the $100 gift cards for everyone. Yeah, no, so everyone getting spoiled. But with, with the winners, it kind of reminds me of the winners and losers after my boy Yerman, the Yermanator, just got a hit right now. Another hit? That He's got to be the he's winner what? of the weekend. Well, he was the player of the week, right? Yeah. He's got to be the player, or he's got to be the winner of the weekend with everyone talking about him, the Yermanator, Yerman Mercedes. Motherfucker was crushing the ball. I think what, he started at eight or nine. He started eight for eight. Yeah. Uh, at bats in a row with a hit. Yep. <laughs> they even posted that photo of Mike Trout and Albert Pujols online where they took a photo with him and they're like two fans from the stands to get to break, <laughs> get brought down so that Yearman can take a photo with them. But honestly, especially since baseball just started, it was a opening weekend. I He has to be the winner for, for the White Sox. Um, because we didn't do a lot of winning this weekend, unfortunately. Yeah, you go one and three in the four game series against the Angels, and now you're in Seattle. Currently up four zero, four zero, top of the fifth. Top of the fifth. Um, I don't want to say anything or jinx anything because we all saw the bullpen, bullpen. the mighty bullpen of the White Sox. I thought it was good, man. We have to. Um, That's the curse of the we, other Elysio, man. Well, we well well. I, I'm not sure if you're you're privy to this information, but you know we always call Elysio. Mush, right? He literally everything he, he picks. He fucking mush the, the entire bullpen. Everything he picks, just just fade him. Fucking just shit. fade him, dude. So no wonder you guys had him on the podcast before the season started. <laughs> that fucking makes a lot more sense now. That was uh yeah, it was planned. A little 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 planning there, but yeah, I mean, he was the one that was talking out the bullpen. Yeah, which is hilarious because I believe you brought up the stat that. Every, all three out of the three games that we lost this weekend, we were winning after the fifth or sixth inning. They were leading after the seventh, I think. After the seventh inning, which I don't know who who it was or who was quoted on it, but I know at work we kept playing the we we kept playing this package that had that that sound clip of whoever it was that said, "Man, if we take a if we're leading after seven, um, we're, I'm pretty sure we're going to go ninety and zero, <laughs> and uh, ooh, ooh, not off to a good start yet. But. Yeah, definitely not." With our vaunted bullpen that Elisio talked about. But, I mean, we, we have a couple of highlights. We we had Kopech pitch really well in the first game. Uh, he's actually stretching out right now, so it looks like they're going to probably put him in um, in the bottom of the fifth. But he pitched really well. He had some nasty stuff. Unfortunately, he did not pitch 101 miles per hour like he was advertised to. Our friend Jules was <laughs> pissed that he wasn't. Pitching that fucking heat every pitch, but Jules, it's okay if he's not hitting triple digits. Yeah, he. I don't every want pitch. I don't want him to be like fucking Derrick Rose and have exploding knees where Kopech has an exploding elbow, man. Yeah, I, I'll I'll take you know throwing eighty, I'll take throwing ninety eight, and you know pitching the rest of the year. Definitely, and he he was filthy. He had three strikeouts in the two innings that he pitched the first game. So let's see how he does tonight. Let's slider see. look nasty too. Yeah. It, that shit had a lot of movement. It was it was pretty good. But, I mean, it was just a lot of – they missed Eloy, honestly. I felt like they missed Eloy in the middle of that lineup, mm-hmm. that kind of sure thing where you're going to have someone that's going to be hitting like 275, someone that's going to hit you probably 35 homers this year. 
he's not in that lineup, so we're trying to find people, and it doesn't help that on Sunday's game against the Angels, Tim Anderson left the game with a hammy injury, and he's day-to-day now. So that's another key cog in our offense that is going to be out for some time. So we're just going to be putting people in. Unfortunately, Lori Garcia, which I don't really like him, so I'm going to fucking call him Larry. Until he has a he, until he has a good game, I'm just call him Larry Garcia. Um, he he's actually playing shortstop for them right now, and it, it just looks like a an ugly start to the season that was very hopeful. Yeah, it seems like your depth is getting tested uh, pretty pretty quick here into the season. But I mean, good part is that it's not a, a sixty game season this year or whatever. However many games we played last year, you need to get a whole you get a whole one sixty two. And uh, I mean, it's or what four or five out. games in the fucking into the season. You don't want to overreact. I mean, every game counts, obviously, but still, is yeah. It does look like everyone has a little bit less aggressiveness, a little bit less uh, like ants in the pants when it comes to the season. Everyone's kind of complacent with stuff. Fucking Luis Robert got hit in the face with a <laughs> with a pop up <laughs> on Saturday's game. Like, how the fuck did that happen? But which was fucking hilarious. Let me tell you, that uh, game was. That was the Sunday night game, right? When he got hit Saturday. You sure? Yeah, when he got hit in the in the head. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it was. I'm a, I'm a thousand percent sure it was Saturday because I was at a PhD's. Oh, and you saw it there. Yeah, but yeah, but no Saturday and Sunday. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about the crazy game on Sunday where neither team wanted to win. No, we we were just passing the ball back and forth like fuck it. <laughs> Even Adam or no not Adam Abdallah. Yeah, Adam Abdallah was like. I don't care what the fuck the the broadcasters say. Bad defense is the best offense. Like we, that what? was the only way you guys were scoring runs, really. Yeah, and they showed a stat today that the White Sox actually had the most unearned runs allowed. We had seven unearned runs allowed in the four game series. So that tells you how badly shit was going with us. They were all tight games, though. I mean, that's yeah. If we're looking for a bright side in a in a season or a short season so far, I mean, you guys were getting frustrated and even tried killing Otani. Hey, fuck it. If he dies, he dies, man. Oh, Jesus. Now, now that was kind of scary. I mean, a lot of people were criticizing Joe Madden for leaving him in for so long, too. But yeah, he was, strong, he was struggling before that then. And then it just got away from him and it got worse. But it was a fluky play. It's not like it was. Yeah. It was like. Obviously, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. If, if he if he wanted a jump, I mean, his spikes would have been, you know, in the dirt or whatever. And yeah. you catch him in that ankle there. You don't even want to think about. You know, Otani probably would be breaking his ankle or getting spikes in the shin or something and, a little and worse than that. He's had bad injury luck, too, the past couple of years mm-hmm. that he's been in the MLB. So, I mean, it's a good thing for them that that didn't happen. But you never know when that shit happens, unfortunately. Now we have a couple of key cogs that are gone for some time. We don't know about TA. They just said day-to-day so far. But, I mean, at least on the north side for you guys, it's looking a little bit more hot. Yeah, at least in the win column. I mean, now with uh, today's win over the Brewers, they're, what, 3-1 and one in the season? Against the vaunted Pirates and Brewers. Yeah, I mean, we got to take advantage. That's the thing. We got yeah. to <laughs> take advantage of, uh, of the teams you're supposed to beat. We were talking about that with the with the Sox. I mean, they could have started. Against the Royals they or the started, Yeah, the Royals, series, the Royals and Tigers, and we, we wouldn't have to stay up till fucking 11 every night so far. But um, but yeah, and no, all the Cubs have been playing okay baseball. First game was rough. They got hit. we know we documented that we got two hits the whole fucking game and right. At least they um, Javi busted out with his two hit game on Saturday. Two hits, two two stolen bases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Overall, he's still not uh not hitting in all cylinders yet. Overall, he's still hitting 
two hundred, but it's early. It's once, a hot two hundred. It's a hot two hundred. <laughs> Those two stolen bases too. I mean, you can't. They did it turn into a run and into a run too. He stole second, stole third, and then got batted in. But no, at least they're uh, they're getting some timely hits when it matters. Pitching has been looked good. Jake looked good. The, um, the, the kid that pitched today looked really good too. Trevor, Trevor Williams, Williams, yeah, he had what the a perfect game going into the sixth. Yeah, and that's actually something I was going to bring up too, where. With fans in the stands, it's actually really cool because there's two really cool stories going on in Chicago. One for Southside with Yerman. It took him 10 years to get into the majors, and now he's there, and he gets these fans that are fucking going crazy for him for all that shit. He was in L.A., and, the fa- and like when he had a couple hits on Saturday, they were cheering for him, which, yeah. is, which is crazy because you're away, and you're out here starting eight for eight. Everyone's like, Kind of making jokes, talking about calling him the Yerminator, but dude doesn't even but have he's, like he's like legit hitting. Yeah, <laughs> these aren't cheap hits too. Yeah, so but it took him ten years. That's a good story with Trevor Williams. They actually shot out to with his dad. Yeah, they showed him on the camera. His dad. He was actually taking the score of the game and everything, which yeah. is pretty cool. And on that um, page, I don't know what the fuck you call the sheet, the score sheet. Uh, he actually put on their first game. Um, which is pretty cool. I mean, that kind of shows you what baseball is all about, man. It's they said on the broadcast that he he was planning to go to every to game, every fucking game yeah, that he, he starts. He like projected it out the dates or whatever, and he's gonna. He already has his flights and shit. Yep. Yeah, we interviewed him on our on our show at work a couple times. Well, once, and um, he was super excited. I mean, how could you not? I mean, you grew up a you grew up a, a, a Cubs fan, and now your son's. You know, so he spent time in the. Uh, he spent time with the Pirates, so I mean, I'm assuming he. We go to games when the Pirates were in town, but like right. it's a little different now that you know your son's wearing the hometown colors, right? The yeah. the jersey of the team you rooted for and everything. And he sounded super excited. And like you said, it's a it's a great story, man. Yeah, and he he was fucking dealing today. Um, I think you already said through six innings he had a perfect game going, and they they looked decent today, even even though they gave up three runs against the Brewers. But the Brewers can get hot too. They're one yeah. of those. On and off teams. But it looks like right now, Sox are winning again. 6-0. It's now 6-0. Bottom of the fifth. Let's go. That's all we need, you know? Get a couple of easy dubs. Another winner from the weekend, I think, is uh, Nick Castellanos as he grows, uh, as he establishes a, a place in my heart. I missed that guy. I mean, I wish the Cubs would have kept him. Didn't he, like, keep your offensive float that entire yeah. portion of the season? And, he was, and he, that was literally the only thing about, about our offense. They right. brought him in, and then he was, like, literally the only spark plug. And you guys were like, fuck it. And they let him go. Well, they let him walk because he was free agent after that. Right. But still, I mean, I, I mean, guess he's, we enjoyed he's killing it months. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been doing good in um, with the Reds, and now he got into it with, uh, with Yadi Molina. Yachty. I mean, it was funny. He said on Sunday, though, he got into the fight on Saturday. On Sunday, he was like, dude, that's Yadier Molina, though. Like, he could punch me in the face, and I'm still going to ask him for a signed jersey. Yeah, but if that pitcher punches him in the face, he's beating his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to beat his ass. <laughs> Man, how how fucking dumb of MLB, too, to suspend him for for two games for that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's no fun. He league, literally man. didn't do anything. Yeah, it's... Didn't charge the mound. He didn't push anybody. It's just because he yelled. He slid in the home, stood up, and flexed in his face. Yeah. And the, the Cardinals get all butthurt, and all of a sudden, you're suspending Nick for two games? Well, it's because those are the greatest fans in oh, all of Major League, suck, bro. <laughs> no, but in God, all... I hate the Cardinals. In all honesty, though, it's fucking ridiculous. It, it shows you how out of 
like out of touch. Yeah, out of touch. The MLB is what happened with hashtag uh, uh, let the kids play. Wasn't that a thing last year? Yeah. Hashtag right? change the game. Hashtag stick talk. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just that that's what we want. We don't want fucking this is sports like and I, I forgot who was saying it. I think you said that. Dallas Braden. Yeah, we, we, we. What do you say? We're like, if someone hits a homer off me. So Dallas Braden was a pitcher on the Oakland A's, and he was on part of my take recently. And when he was playing, he actually was pissed at Alex Rodriguez for crossing the mound because that's one of the yeah. unwritten rules. But he recently was like, you know what? I was wrong for that. If I let someone hit a homer off me and they pimp it, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna make sure that I don't let them hit another home run. Yeah. But he's like, on the other end, if I strike you out and I start yelling, then you can't be mad at me for doing that either. And I'm fine with that. Definitely. Um, I'm 100% fine with that. Especially with, like, for, for myself, Giolito is a perfect example of that. He's a super emotional player. So you can see him at the end of innings, like, fucking hyping himself up, yelling into his glove, shit like that. And that shit's exciting. Like, if he yells at someone, who gives a fuck? Right. Just hit a, hit a bomb off of him next time or something. Yeah, I have that conversation with um, with Dave Ross every once in a while. Dave Ross, you heard him here on the podcast talk about, uh, talk about UFC. He's still okay with like throwing at people. Fuck it, me too. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's just as dumb too. He's always like, no, well, if you hit him, I'm not saying hit him, throw at his head, but you know, you throw him in the, you get a ball in the ribs, and that the um, that's just That'll teach the that's just fucking team. justice. That's baseball justice. It's like get me out. You're mad, you're mad that I that I hit a homer off you. Get me out. It's kind of like. Last year, Amir Garrett was talking shit. He was like, I'm about to pitch some nasty to you. Yeah. Talking shit that he's going to throw heat. And then he threw a slider. And everyone would call him a bitch online. Because it's like, how are you going to be like, I'm going to fucking strike your ass out with this fastball. And then go off speed. So? Right. So- <laughs> Who gives a fuck at the end of the <laughs> Who day? Who gives right? a fuck how I got you out? I got you out, right? I, yeah. back, I, backed, up, I backed up my trash talk. But that, that showed everyone, everyone online's mindset when it came to baseball. It was just the older school, like... Well, if you said you were going to pitch this pitch, you better fucking pitch it. You like, better throw it. Here. It's like, why? So you can know what's coming. Yeah, you, you have to like the new bloods like Fernando Tatis yeah. Jr., um, T.A. N- yeah, Nick we're both now. Yeah, they're both dead. Yeah. Fernando not dead. Tatis. Well, we, we don't know what was going on with Tatis, but it looks like he, he missed the ball. and It looked like you know, an like oblique. You know, hard as fuck. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to play doctor. But, <laughs> but yeah. It's got a bacchiotomy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but Nick Castellano is definitely a winner for this weekend for pimping shit out, even though he got those two games. I mean, even today, 100%, he, yeah. he hit a homer. Uh, you showed me today. Yeah, hit a homer against the Pirates. Did a, ba- a backflip. Was talking to his dugout. So, I mean, if the Pirates want to get butthurt, butthurt about something, like get him out. Now you're just being soft. Yeah, I mean, he won your wife's heart, too. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we can't all be winners. <laughs> Congratulations, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that stuff over the weekend. And I, I, uh, I was gonna send a picture of him to our, our group chat because I think my brother was talking about it too. And uh, I have a picture. My wife's like, "I've it, I've it." And so I show it to her, and yeah, she, he's a good looking guy. She was like, "Let me see that again. Uh, can I see that? Can I see that again? I've it one more time." I was like, "No, you, you already saw it once." And he's like, "Hold on." Uh, and she gets she gets off her phone and then just looks him up for herself. Looks up his own and for herself, and uh, yeah, I mean. I was a Nick Castellanos fan, and then I wasn't very quickly Five after that. In. And then uh, seeing him talk shit to the Pirates today, now he's back in my good graces. Yeah, you you have to bring that liveliness to baseball, especially this year in particular, I would say, because it's going to be after last year's 60-game series season. Yeah. 
it made it a little bit more lively. It made it where every game mattered. I think it was one game was worth four games or something of that nature. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so those games actually mattered every day. Now it's 162 again for the first time. So you're going to actually have to make those games matter. You're going to have to be productive with getting superstars built because that's what the MLB sucks at. Yeah. I mean, every everyone talks about, uh, like, we know who, who Fernando Tatis would be if he was walking down the street. But Mike Trout, I probably wouldn't. He looks like a regular dude, let's be honest. Know, he looks man. a little yoked. But, Motherfuckers, yeah. I was about but, to say, you see him in the, I know we talked about that uh, that Top Golf video he's in. He looks fucking jacked. Yeah, he does look jacked, but I'd be like, all right, he just left LA Fitness. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Motherfucker's built like a tree stump, man. Yeah. God damn. No, man. You know who else was wilding out this weekend, though, man? The, the truth. truth. The truth. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, man, I don't know what he was on. I don't think he was as drunk, but... Uh, yeah, that boy was crossfaded. He was doing man. a lot of medicine. Man. <laughs> uh, for for people that don't know, Paul Pierce, former NBA player. And now he... Well, formerly ESPN analyst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually got fired this today, be, on Monday, because he had gone on Instagram Live on Friday what night, was that, Saturday Friday? morning. Yeah. And he... Was there with some uh, women that were taking their clothes off? Strippers. There were some strippers going on, and he he was clearly drinking that drink. Yeah, they had like I think someone said they had like a poker game. Yeah, they had a per- poker game going. There were some chips thrown at the uh, the young ladies that were. <laughs> I didn't see that. Part. Yeah, there were some <laughs> chips thrown at the young ladies that were at the party it's as just, well. It's disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking money, but making cash that shit out. Yeah, making a hail. Um, he actually even had one of the strippers come up and he was like, where are you from, girl? Istanbul? Istanbul? <laughs> She's like, I'm from Turkey. Turkeys? I've been to Turkeys. <laughs> Dude, that shit. He won, he won MVP of the internet for a weekend. Yeah. With a Final Four game going on. All that shit. And, and I don't think anybody was mad at him, aside from ESPN. Know. Like, I didn't hear... Or at least I didn't see anybody too upset. The, the cancel crew did not come out just because it's no, like, who gives Which a is fuck? a little surprising. Yeah. Right? It, it is very surprising in this day and age. Yeah. But I want to let the fans know the cherry on top of Paul Pierce of the situation. At like 9 p.m. Central Time on, t- on Twitter, he posts, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so that shit happened on Friday night, Saturday morning. Oh, man. It was a motherfucker at 9 p.m. Saturday night. It was like, good morning, everyone. Like, And honestly, if you're Paul Pierce, if you're Paul Pierce do you really give a fuck if ESPN lets you go? I mean, you're a fucking millionaire. You're yeah. just doing that shit just to get some extra bread on the side. I mean, if someone wants to throw you a bag to to talk basketball, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Dude, that, that shit was funny as fuck, though. That, that was wild. <laughs> When I woke up on Saturday, I was not expecting to see on uh, my timeline just Paul Pierce with strippers behind him, and I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck?" And he he did that uh he did that 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 like old person kind of video where he has himself in like the bottom corner of the frame, <laughs> and behind him you see it's just people shaking their ass, and you're like, "Oh fuck, man, Paul Pierce is wild, and his oh, bloodshot yeah. eyes are all red in the bottom." Yeah, that you can tell totally tell that he was crossfaded. Why he was lit? We've all been there before, though, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think we've been. I don't think we've been Paul Pierce level lit with that kind of environment going around. But uh, so my question for you is: It was random, but do you think NBA players can booze a lot? Yeah, just because they're because they're bigger. Big. Yeah, it's like Andre the Giant drink like seventy beers in the city, right? That's the, that's the legend. That's the legend. 
I would hope that it's true. But <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I've heard some stories of Chicago legends, you know, some lightweights or what? No, just people. Oh, people from Chicago that like drank because like. Shit, I just fucking threw him under the bus because blank. <laughs> I'll beep it up. Um, actually came to somewhere where I was working and told me that there were some stories of him getting like completely hammered. But I don't know if it was after a lot of drinking or not that much drinking. Because I, I would like to figure that I, I drink a good amount. Would I be able to hang is, is really what my question is with an NBA player. I think so. I just don't think you'd be able to kind of function the next day like they like they can. So I don't think their you know their bodies their are tuned, recovery they're, they're, time is yeah their bodies are tuned a little tuned a little different. I'm pretty sure if they had to, they'll go out and play a game. Sure, we all know Michael did it. They're crazy. Yeah, definitely flu game. My ass. Yeah, <laughs> fuck was hungover. Yeah, there's Bad pizza. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stories of like AI. AI wouldn't sleep. Like he supposedly, Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, supposedly, and he's. He's not even a big guy. He's 5'11", if that. Mm-hmm. He's like for probably 5'10", 5'11", and like in real life, not his like stated height. Yeah, not and, his listed not his listed height. Yeah, and supposedly like there's a shit ton of stories of him going to the casino and shit and going all night and coming back to like the hotel at like 12 p.m., taking like a two, three hour nap and then going to play a basketball game. Right. And now he can do that shit from the comfort at his own home. Because why? Because he's sponsored by Points Bet now. True. Allen's ready. Allen's ready. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Devin, man? This is this contract run out. They they gave up on him, G. Devin, you're in the Chicago market, man. You at least got to keep your commercials in the city, man. Points Bet, you got You got to make it right with uh, the future Hall of Famer Devin Hester, one of my favorite Bears of all time. Yeah. Just what? kidding. Just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Oof. I was trying to hot take it, but I couldn't even lie. Oh, man. <laughs> I, that return was glorious in the Super Bowl. So that was he's like a um, little bit of story time. He came into our uh, into our our work for for this uh, series we were doing, and we've had athletes that were like coaches or like famous people from Chicago or even from like just the league come by all the time. And I'm not the the, the starstruck kind of person. Now I wasn't really starstruck with uh, with Devin either. Like I you know we said what's up to him because I work I work down in the studio. So you know he walks in and he introduces himself. Hey, what up? What's up? But uh, that was the only time I really felt like the urge to like ask for a picture or like get some sort of autograph or, or something like right. that. So much so because I knew he was coming in. I brought my Devin Hester jersey with me. Chill. In my not on like I just right, had it in right. my bag just in case. Yeah, and um, I was really really close to just asking just, him. Just say like, hey, you know, Devin, big fan, blah blah blah. But like, I just couldn't like. You want to be a professional. I wanted to keep it professional, and I couldn't get myself to do it. So inside, were you like secretly hoping that someone would ask first? Someone did. Okay. Someone did. We had we had one guy. Shout out Jimmy Mack. He's a huge, huge. Shout out Jimmy. He's a huge Bears fan, and he does he does great work for us, like with uh, with the graphics department and everything. He's a huge Bears fan. Like his his desk upstairs is like all full of Bears gear. That's dope. And he did come down. And he said, "What's up?" Like, but he's like, you know, I don't know. Me, I just. And this isn't a shot at Jimmy. Like I, I would have done the same thing. Obviously, I wanted to do the same thing, but for me, I don't know. With all those people, and uh, honestly, it, another it was another coworker of mine who talked me out of it. Because I was really close to doing it, and he's like, "Don't do it, man. Come yeah. on, don't do it." And I was like, God I, damn it. "I think you did the right the right choice." I don't know, man. I could have had an autographed Devin Hester jersey. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not worth it. What was going to happen? Nothing. That's true. I guess nothing. Maybe I don't work in that environment, so. 
like I, I've had stars go to my job and shit like that. Really, honestly, it's fucking lame. The only person that, like, I've had uh, MLB players, NBA players, Rashad Evans from the UFC while he was a champion go into my line of business. And the only person that I was like, oh, shit about, I fucking, I can't even think of his name. Uh, I think his name is Robert Smith, the the trainer for Floyd Mayweather, one of Floyd Mayweather's (laughs) trainers. I swear to God, I'm a fucking... Oh my god, really? <laughs> Hold on, let me look up his name real quick. Nate Jones. And what happened? You just didn't want to... So I was just like, oh shit. I was like... I was, you're you're I was, Nate Jones. I was looking at him like, wait a minute, motherfucker. I, like, know. I know who you are. I know you. And he kind of like looked at me. He kind of like side-eyed me and he was just like... Did he give you the head nod? He Yeah, he was just like... He just had nodded. That was bad radio right there. I just fucking nodded bad. <laughs> he went like this. <laughs> Silence. But he did the head nod, and I was just like, I really shouldn't do this. But I went up to him, and I was like, hey, by chance, I know this sounds random as hell, but do you work with Floyd Mayweather? And he, I'm like, do you do, like, the body work stuff for him? And he's just like, yeah, man, that's me. And I'm just like, swear to God. You're like, cool. I'm like, no, cool. I'm just like, swear to God. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. And he actually gives me one of his cards, um, like, credit cards and he's and it says on there like fucking tbe something tbe the oh. best ever yeah tbe something and mayweather promotions he had like a bunch of cards right and i'm just like all right i think you, i think this guy's the truth <laughs> but it was he was i don't think he's like oh i get this all the time i'm, I'm gonna get these fake ones right done. exactly so, so i can get the the random guy at the at at the financial establishment to right. think that I'm that I work with Floyd Mayweather. But it, it was Bit funny as fuck because it was it was right after he had beat uh Pacquiao and he was mm-hmm. looking for another opponent. And it was before he picked Andre Berto as his quote unquote last fight. And I I just, you know, tried to ask him, I'm like, come on man, like for real. Because he came in two, three times. <laughs> so like the the third time I, I talked to him each time. Yeah. The third time I was just like, Come on man, who's he gonna fight? And he's just like you if you you if you want to. I'm like, shit, I'll do it for a million. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll get my ass beat in there. I'm not gonna be able to cut the weight. But <laughs> so, what do you think? It was weird to go up to him. It felt weird as fuck, just because it's it's another fucking grown man that you're going up to. But you weren't like fanboying. You were just like, oh, I was fanboying. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, you know, I wasn't fanboying. That boy was former Olympic boxer. Come on, man. The trainer was. Yeah, the trainer was. Okay. See, that's a little too deep into boxing for uh for yeah. me to really have a reaction i was to just that. like oh shit i was like all right come on who nate jones olympic olympic former olympic boxers yeah i can see how that's i mean yeah and i was I just about fanboying i as i think it's just because he he like also fanboying if it. like i probably wouldn't because i try to act cool you know <laughs> I try but to the trainers like, but the trainer you're just like oh my he god does, he doesn't get it a lot you know <laughs> that's why you gotta play it cool because that way like he could be like, oh, man, this is a guy that recognized me, and he's pretty dope. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give him information. Fees. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I still to this day kind of regret not getting Devin Hester's autograph. Yeah, I can see that, man. I guess I was a loser in that situation, not really getting uh, Devin's autograph. But next time, if I see Devin, I probably still won't ask for a picture. <laughs> autograph. I'll, I'll, just, I'll ask for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. If I ever uh, do talk to him, I'll tell him that story. I, I feel like that's a story, and Nathu would be like, Oh, cool. Like, he could be fake interested in my story, which I'm okay with. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, but back to the winners and losers from over the weekend. Bulls broke their uh, six-game losing streak with a home win over the Nets, 115-107. to 107. Who saw that coming? Not me. Well, honestly, during the stretch, I felt like I felt like there was a game where the Bulls had no business winning and they were going to pull off. I thought it was going to be that Jazz game on Friday. Hell no. <laughs> Didn't end up being the case. The Suns game was close a couple of days before that. Yeah. I mean, that's, maybe that's the bright side that even the games that they lose in, in against top competition, they're still actually inside of, you know, puncher's chance. Yeah, even though they there was that Brooklyn win was their first win with uh, – with Vooch. the new with the new roster there, but Vucci main. they weren't really getting embarrassed in the games that they were losing, except for the Spur, the first Spurs game. But that one makes sense. That was a little more understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't really catch much of the game. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, I, it's Easter. Yeah, I did see that Vucci main was very happy to get a win though. He actually posted all over social media about it. Uh, Zach Levine was actually real happy about that shit too. Mm-hmm. And Michael Kopik strikes out. Let's go to end the sixth inning. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hang on. I'm refreshing the page to get his stats here. I mean, the team was playing better. Stroke out the side. There you go. Three strikeouts already, baby. And a walk. He ass. Oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to Vucci Main, who was very excited yeah. to get his first win as a bull. He was very excited. Uh, Saito actually had, I think it was like 11 or 12 assists. That boy was fucking dealing. So, that fucking... That's changed the offense itself already. Yeah. With Saddle starting instead of Kobe White. And on the negative side for that, I actually think Kobe White is starting to get negative media attention from people outside of Chicago. Jared Hollander from ESPN. Who? <laughs> I believe he's on ESPN. But uh-huh. he actually posted a video. It was, and I, I commented on it. I took the bait. Um, he posted a video. It was like probably like spit in my water. Thirty seconds of Kobe White over committing, and there was one where it was like a five second clip. He had someone completely wide open right near the basket, but he didn't. It was on a transition play. Mm-hmm. He didn't pass it. He just dribbled as fast as he could to the basket and missed the layup. I was just like, he's. It looks like he's always relied on his speed, and it just yeah. created bad tendencies. He doesn't look up. He's not. He's like a little, like I keep saying, he's like a little kid where he <laughs> shoots with like all his might. He passes the ball as hard as he could. And then he doesn't look up while he's dribbling the ball. It's like one of those fundamental point guard things. And he's just not a point guard. He's a shooting guard because he gets to the basket, but he just fucking bricks the layup. Right. He smokes the fucking layup all the time. And it, that maybe it can change. Maybe if he slows down a bit, it can change for him. But it's just bad tendencies. Yeah, that that's something that needs to happen over time. Like, that can't just be 10 games in of him trying to look for passes, and all of a sudden he's new. Right, yeah, which is a reason why it's the fact that it's going to media, like, outside of Chicago. That's a bad sign for me. Cause then that mean, because if the media starts picking it up, they can keep bringing that up, or they can put that shit up, and his trade value is going to go down. Like, for some reason, everyone... And the media likes Laurie. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but it, it's it's for the same reasons that like we all think we like Laurie. But I think we all we all understand what he is now. He's a guy that you know plays like he's six seven and not seven feet, right? Which is the frustrating part. You almost wish he was shorter, because but he, he doesn't have the footwork to play with like someone that's six seven on defense. Yeah, 
that's 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 always the 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 thing we learn like the media is stuck in that mindset that we were at like a year and a half ago right shit even the beginning of the season for me yeah like where where you see the sparks on offense and uh the occasional drive to the rim he had a nice one on and you get excited i think it was friday thursday or friday yeah but that's always the thing like he'll give you like one or two good plays like that Mm -hmm. and you think he's all good and then who, who, who was like who did they play against where he had like 10 points in the first quarter? Oh, that was the Suns. Suns. Is that the Suns game? I believe so. That game was like Laurie's entire career in one game. Starting off hot. He started off hot, showed sparks, everyone got excited, and then just completely disappeared in the second half. I can see which that. Is, which is, like I, like I just said, that's his entire career in one game. Bill Simmons fucking loves that man, G. Then let's trade him in the fucking cell. You, you want him? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. Every time that they talk about like trade pieces and stuff like that, he always brings him up. And I'm just like, he's like, Laurie will get you a ton. It's yeah. like, no, he's not, man. Cause yeah. the rest of the league watches him too. Yeah. And the thing is he, he's not good enough defensively to be able to actually put him out there at like small forward. Right. He's not big enough for some of the power forwards and stuff like that. So he's kind of a tweener, which is weird because right now there are no tweeners. It's like a positionless type basketball, but he's stuck in a weird place. And then there are too many times where he's just not aggressive enough. And that's something that I have seen from Patrick Williams. There are times where he's just uber aggressive on offense and it fucking looks awesome. Mm -hmm. And on defense, I think we brought it up against the Suns. It was weird because he played well. Of course, this fucking guy smoked them for 45 points, but he played well on defense. I know it sounds stupid to say, yeah, but there were tough well, shots. Mm-hmm. There were tough shots that Devin Booker was putting, and he's always defended the best wing player on the opposing team. So he, we're putting that emphasis on a rookie, and we're kind of letting Laurie skate. Laurie's not going to be on the team next year. I can't no. see how they extend him, which kind of sucks because we didn't get anything for him. Yeah, I would think he'd want too much from the Bulls, and I don't see Eversley and Carter Show is really committing that kind of money to him because we know what he is. We've seen what he is, and I just think he's he's just not here because they weren't getting the offers. And I just think he's still here because yeah, they weren't getting the the offers. Yeah, before the trade it before the trade deadline. But I mean, even if you get a second round pick, that's a dart. I know it makes the team worse this year. Yeah, but at least Laurie at that point, if he stays on a team, he's not your second option. Probably not even your third. You're kind of just hoping that he'll he would have those yeah, those spark games. games. Yeah. yeah, he gets the hot games every once in a while. Yeah, I did not see that win coming against the Nets at all, though. Yeah, I didn't even watch it for that reason too. I recorded it, and then when I found out they won, I watched it this morning. Hey, if that's a big confidence booster for them heading into the rest of the schedule now, because I mean, obviously they came off, they just came off that big stretch on the West Coast against tough opponents, and now they get fucking the Pacers, Toronto, Atlanta, Minnesota, Orlando again. Wendell Carter's revenge game. Oh, God. Got to watch out for that. <laughs> if that happens, I'm going to bust my ass. I swear I'm going to fucking bust my ass laughing, G. Arnold Porter just gets hot, <laughs> and he's just fucking draining everything. If they can use that game to get some confidence, in the, then all right, yeah, cool. I don't care if it's a lucky win or, or whatever. Like I said, it wasn't a high-scoring back-and-forth game. So I'll take whatever dub against whatever team to break a, a six-game losing streak. Any day. And with that win, it actually gets them projected to win exactly 30 games. Let's which go. Which brings them back. That, hey, I win that. Oh, fuck. What do we want? 30, 30 and I a half. I need 30. It was 30 and a half? Yeah. Fuck. 30 and a half or 31 and a half? One or, one or the other. 
It's but, all right. The rest of the schedule doesn't look that scary. But if I'll be honest, oh shit, <laughs> I just saw like the very end of the schedule. Uh, Brooklyn, Toronto, Brooklyn, Milwaukee to finish the season. So that's three out of four. It's a bit rough there. <laughs> Maybe four if Toronto's so trying. Yeah, exactly. But they got to stretch here uh, these next couple of weeks to, to kind of take advantage of some some lesser teams. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Who do they play tomorrow? The Pacers. Pacers. Right. Yeah. They're at Pacers tomorrow. That's the winnable game. They're they're still trying to find themselves the Pacers after Karis Levert came back. Mm-hmm. Yerman with another hit. The greatest baseball player of all time. <laughs> he he's the greatest player of all time. I know we're swinging it back to baseball, but get it swinging. <laughs> well, we yeah, we just have the 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 Sox team on here as it, as it wraps up. And you said that he was going to be batting two ten. Yeah, at the end of the month. <laughs> I mean, it's still early. It's still early. It's still what? It's the uh, it's fifth April fifth. Yeah, that's another twenty games. Probably. A lot of a lot of baseball coming up here. Yeah, it's not get too ahead of ourselves, Sox fans. Relax. How the fuck? We're one in three. I'm talking about with with, with Mercedes. the Mercedes. Yeah, Yerminator. The Yerminator. We Yerm. Big Yerm. Big Yerm. All right. Well, once again, we're going to be contacting uh, Pat. Andrea's already here, so we don't got. <laughs> we don't got. I could, I could just call her and ask her which price she wants. And uh, we'll hit up Gam to um, Let him get the prizes way. out to them. We got some stickers, too. So that, that's going to be coming along with the prizes, too. Hit us up on social media. We're at Instagram at Yep Chicago. Yep. Instagram, Yep Chicago. Twitter, Yep, yep Chicago underscore. And give us a call. 312-985-6006. Hit us up for some of those stickers. Por favor. Yeah. If you guys want a sticker, just, just hit us up. I mean, I'll fucking give those out for free. Do not put them on your car. They're just regular stickers. They're just regular stickers, not bumper stickers. So apparently, there's <laughs> a we know someone that put it on their car. I hope it's true. I haven't seen a picture, so I can't confirm it. Fuck it. But I now I really hope it is true. I just want to see. It. I'm gonna put it on someone's car. Fuck it. Yeah, fucking guerrilla marketing, man. Let's put it on stop sign. I mean, someone will put it there. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if we saw it all over. Look, all I know is that I gave out stickers. I can't tell you where to put them. But put them on the CTA. Hey, if you guys, if you guys <laughs> tag Yab Chicago on wherever you put the stickers, the most creative spot might get might get them too. You know, that's a good idea. Actually, <laughs> let's give out a bunch of stickers, and we want you guys to uh, find some creative places, send it to us. If you don't want to incriminate yourself, just just text an image to us. True, we'll put, and it, we'll put it out, and uh, winner gets a T-shirt. If someone puts it on top of Sears Tower, put it on the antenna. I just slap on one on each antenna. Do it. <laughs> fucking dare you guys <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i think that's another context that that's our next contest we got to cook up there so hit us up on social yap chicago underscore on twitter yap chicago on instagram oh and if you follow us already on apple please leave us a review five star rating write a review that would help us out a lot honestly it helps the algorithm yeah helps the algorithm helps push our product out i didn't even know if that was true or not i just thought it that's always smart. the answer right that's it's always an algorithm, algorithm. It's, it's always not so that our bandwidth could uh, get larger. 5G, you know, yeah, something like that. I just got the vaccine. So, right. <laughs> Microsoft, My microchip you know? yeah. is uh, kicking in. Yeah. So just if you follow us on there, go leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. And that wraps up today's show for Lee's. I'm Edgar Perez. This is Yap Chicago. Michael Kopech. I love you. Yeah.